Hello and welcome to the super. I'm gonna start again because Jamie's rubbing his eye. <laughs> it's, it's, it's fucking. <laughs> it's allergy season. I've got hay right. fever. Fine. Hello and welcome to the Super Show podcast. I'm your host Chris, and I'm joined by Rockard Jamie and uh, Saggy and Soft Alex Jones. Big time. It's true. I'm amazed <laughs> you can tell through the camera, but it's true. Rock hard right now. Yeah. Uh, yes, welcome to the Super Show. We are a gaming podcast on YouTube and a podcasting platform of your choice. Spotify did not pay us $10 gajillion to be exclusively <laughs> on their platform, so we're on iTunes and Google Podcasts as well, as well as some others. I don't know. Just fucking go go find it. Search Super Show Podcast. There you go. We're also- Wider spread than Joe Rogan. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. Uh, maybe. Um, you can also follow <laughs> us on social media, uh, YouTube. Uh, Twitter, Instagram, at Super Show Pod. <clears throat> now, uh, we've got a lot to talk about today. Obviously, a lot of stuff's been kicking off. A um, couple of things being delayed. We're going to get into that later. But before we get started, boys, this uh, podcast is brought to you by some lovely, lovely people. Some call them patrons. So uh, I've got some shout-outs. So we're looking at Brett Zerbrick, Haxel Bookreed, Matthew Fronzo, Mindful Pig, Peaswad, Tristan Harris, The Dude Abides, William Sherry. Thank you so much. And of course, the two big boys. I love them so much. Lonnie Thompson and Skylar Music. Love you guys. And listen, we're not just saying our names to say them, right? These guys are helping us achieve our dreams. Uh, But they're also getting some stuff in return, like uh, some videos, exclusive videos, on our Patreon. In fact, after this uh, podcast recording, we're going to record a little bit of a Patreon exclusive. Hopefully, we'll go up by the weekend. Uh, but there's loads of stuff there already. If you want to support us and maybe get something back in return, go check it out. You can get access to our Discord server. You can get... Uh, Jamie and I recorded a spoiler cast for our thoughts on Final Fantasy VII that was an hour long, and we probably could have spoken for about another two hours on the topic. We well, uh, so, yeah. certainly could have, yeah. yeah. I haven't listened to it yet. I need to listen to it. Get on. Well, are you, are you, a- you haven't played it. You'd be spoiled for you. Well, that's- I'm never playing it. Like, who cares? Mm. That's what's a spoiler cast. I was thinking maybe I should just change that. We should do it regularly for each game we play. And instead of call it the spoiler cast, just call it the shit cast and just shit all over the games. Wow. <laughs> what if the games are good? It's, it's shit a, on them anyway. It's a shit cast, Jamie. Like, what do you want me to sell you? It, it's a shit. Then it's in the name. There are a couple of games coming out that I will not participate in the shitcast for. <laughs> yeah, uh, would um, The Last of Us Part 2 be one of them? I, I don't want to jinx it, but hopefully hopefully, we don't need a Last of Us 2 shitcast. Spoiler okay, cast, well, maybe. Well, look, talking about uh, Last of Us Part 2 leads us nicely into our comment of the week. Da-da-da-da. We need to get a little jingle of comments of the week. Go on, Jonesy. Make one now, make one now. Go on, Jonesy. Uh... I don't know. I'm not that musical. I'm sorry. There we go. Da-da-da-da-da-da! Comment of the week! Uh, it, you know what? It got better as it went on, but it's still, that's a 4 yeah. out of 10 right there. Yeah, that's That's weak. not good. That's, that's low, really low energy, not very enthusiastic, I feel like, on your part. Like you could, you could That would be more, accurate. You could have put more of yourself into it, I feel like. Yeah. Right, I apologize. Yeah, yeah I, think, uh, I think we should cancel Alex Jones. Anyway, uh, <laughs> comment of the week coming Ouch. in from Captain Redbeard. I agree with Jamie about the dogs. I'm all for realism but I'm still trying to play a game. Everyone knows that enemies are allowed two senses, sight and sound. Beyond that, devs are just simply doing too much. So, mm. an interesting one. So the dogs being a new feature in Last of Us Part Two, where they yes. can actually sniff your scent. I want to know, what, does, uh, what do you think Ellie smells like? I mean, 
the, she's mud and shit. Exactly. She leaves the relative safety of a settlement that she was in to go on a big, long revenge mission that probably takes a little bit of time. Like, she starts the game by traveling from Wyoming to Seattle. I don't know what that journey's like, but it could be long. And you, I think Josie's right. There's a lot of mud. There's a lot of sweat. There's a lot of shit. She probably has to piss herself a few times for the body warmth. Kind of like a Bear grill wow. situation. Okay, I like And it. mold. And mold as well. Yeah, lots yeah. of mold. And damp. Yeah. Like, nothing smells yes. good about that. Yeah. General damp. Like, right, so she, where's she having a shower? She's not yeah, having a shower. And in every trailer, she looks grubby. So no, but, but she, she, she likes to go for a bit of a swim in a stream. You know That doesn't clean you. Anyone who thinks that you can just swim through a stream and you're magically clean is the one Here's another stinks. point, right? If, if I was living through some kind of like a, a fungal apocalypse, the last thing I'd want to do is just go swimming in some fucking random stream. Have they not heard of Bulhazia? Yes. Yeah. I haven't heard of that either, but, you know, <laughs> me neither. But that's the video game trope, isn't it? The, every video game character ever, like, dries off within five seconds of coming out of the water. It's one of the weird advancements we've made over the recent years. It's like, yeah. we've mastered te- the technology to make characters and their clothes look wet, but we've also mastered the technology to make them dry within ten seconds. I'd like, so I'd like if it was more real, like, you'd get out of, the, out of the river or whatever, and you're trying to be all stealthy, but as you're trying to, like, tiptoe, it just goes... <laughs> or like, squelchy, ten, like squelch. 10 minutes after you come out of the water like you start losing health and you get a little tooltip that comes up being like Ellie now has hypothermia as a result of the fact that she didn't fucking try <laughs> by the wetsuit like, upgrade um, it's like in Red Dead 2 though when you've got blood all over your shoulders and your body you walk through one stream and suddenly you are pristine white yeah. it's like yeah. all the water in that game is actually bold like just yeah. pure bold big time yeah. Well, but, okay, but I mean, back yeah. back to the comment. Dogs, Jamie, you hate dogs, so uh, I it's don't up to I you. hate dogs. The you whole hate dogs. dogs th- uh, it's a meme. It's it's a hold meme. on, hold on, hold on. I've seen you Jamie kick dogs, dogs in virtual reality. I've seen you um, uh, throw grenades at dogs in virtual reality. I've seen you uh, cats as well. I've seen you sh- use a cat as a silencer in a game. So, <laughs> okay, what is it, first what is of your, all, yeah, yeah, that's that that was postal. Okay. <laughs> Okay. In which cats are sciences, not my. I didn't design that. Okay, it's just that's part of the game. But you Everything reveled else, in it. Who, who wouldn't? Okay, <laughs> fuck cats. I'm not afraid to take that stance. Um, it's dogs that I've I've got to defend myself. I had one Far Cry stream where things got a little bit heated. <laughs> I accidentally blew up my dog with a rocket launcher, and then from there, kind of played up to the joke a little bit. Um, I'm oh, pretty yeah, sure yeah. I've seen you Played try and kill a dog. Yeah, exactly. That you couldn't kill in a game as well. You just kept shooting it. You used every bullet you. I can't remember. Maybe it was the division or something. You guys are making this up. In the oh, division, no, I, I only yeah, killed I've deers. Seen, I only I've killed deers in the division. I've definitely seen you shoot a dog while I was trying to take a shit in the division. Come on. <laughs> definitely, yeah. Definitely. 100%. And not only that, you went up behind the dog and shoot it up its anus. Yes, I did. I remember that. Jamie was the only guy laughing in the screen in the uh, screening when he saw um, uh, Legend. I am Legend when Sam dies. Oh. Jamie was there laughing. <laughs> that, okay, yeah, very kill funny. that dog. Yeah. Very Jamie, funny. Jamie logs on to <laughs> on to Run Tomatoes. Ten out of ten, best game ever. Uh, uh, best best, best dog, movie, best movie ever. Um, I okay. didn't like Independence I, Day because the dog survives. <laughs> Boomer makes it and he gets really angry. Okay, but well, okay. I, joke, jokes I, aside. Jokes aside, like yeah, jokes aside, like I, I don't know. Uh, I think the idea, I, th- I think what Captain Redbeard's getting at is actually kind of interesting. Giving 
enemies an extra sense by which to detect you <laughs> is actually a little bit scary. We've already had games that have, like, and The Last of Us being one of them, that play up on audio. The whole thing with the clickers, how they track yeah. your movements through listening to you, and you, oh, don't step on the broken glass, Joel. That kind of shit. <laughs> yeah. And now it's like, fucking, don't let them smell your hairy armpits, Ellie. Um, <laughs> I'm just presuming they're hairy because, again, shaving, another thing you probably don't do much of in the apocalypse. No, it's an upgrade, um, Jamie. It's an upgrade. You, you get enough... Right. Uh, <laughs> you pick up enough razor blade, Venus razor blades and... Uh, <laughs> yeah. But you know what it makes lowers, it interesting? It lowers your, your, your smell detection level uh, by like, like five points. I would, I, would, I would go down that upgrade path. I would spec out in a direction that reduces my scent, <laughs> my stench. But you know what's interesting? This applies to the characters, like the enemy characters in the game, but also to the dogs. One of the things that Naughty Dog are really trying to do with The Last of Us 2 is present this idea, if if you watch the interviews, they always talk about the cycle of violence, the cycle of violence, and this idea that if you kind of take a step back and remove yourself from being more familiar with Ellie or the Vengeance Tale or anything like that, that... It's the cycle of violence creates a situation where there are no heroes and are no villains. There are no good guys and bad guys. There's yeah. just death following death following death. And one of the ways they're trying to reinforce that is enemy characters and indeed the dogs have names and have like relationships oh, with each oh, other. Oh yeah, because they so had the like, one one dude got killed in the in the video, and then someone else was like, "Oh, yeah, Jonathan." Exactly. What's so, like, you'll, you'll, you'll kill someone, and if another enemy witnesses the killing, shouldn't have called your kid it, Jonathan. Your, your dog. Oh, not your come kid. on, sorry. Jonathan's a fine. Well, hey, it's better than it's better than Benjamin, right? So, Benjamin the dog. Uh, I, I, yeah, I grew up with a Benjamin, but he uh, went by Benji, which you, I got, never you, guys, saw. you guys don't get my, my reference. It's all right. Don't worry. Oh, uh, Benjamin, no. like Benjamin Franklin's dollar bills. No, don't worry. Rolling in the Benjamin School of Rock. I'm with you, Chris. Don't worry. You and me. <laughs> okay, sure. We're in this together. We're in this together. But yeah, I think that's interesting. The idea that, like, creating... Taking what's already a difficult thing for some people, the act of fucking killing dogs, uh, and making <laughs> it that much difficult with the idea of, like, yo, that dog's called Booster, and you've just killed it in front of his owner, and his owner emotionally reacted to his death. I think that's an interesting design choice that... I mean, I don't know if... It, it probably won't affect most people, because I feel like we're all on the autistic spectrum and don't have like emotional responses to killing people in video games anymore. Oh, so yeah, I, I think once, when, once you're in the, once you're in game mode, like fuck it's, it's, yeah. and it's be or be killed, right? But that's what all the journalists are saying at the moment. It's like, Oh, it's so violent. You've put the knife in his neck and it, Oh my God. <laughs> I want to say there was a bit in, um, uh, army of two, two. I can't remember what it was called. The 40th no, day. The 40th day. Right? One of Jamie's um, favorite where, games. Yeah. Do you remember in fucking Salem and Rios? <laughs> Do you remember in that game that they had a weird mechanic that they they almost almost like Austin Powers, but it was like this that they tried to show you the outcomes of your actions. Yeah, and um, there was one section where there's a tiger, a glorious oh, beast, yeah. a tiger, and you decide whether or not to kill the tiger. And saying like you're in game mode, so you don't care. And I was like, I'm not going to kill this tiger. Like that was that seems out of order. It's just a tiger. Um, and I was, I was thinking it's pretty secure where it is. Someone will come and trank it and take it away. It then shows you a clip because I didn't kill it of the tiger then mauling some people and you're like you should have killed the fucking tiger yeah. and I'm like that's, that's outrageous how was I to know that was going to happen it's so stupid I love it I love it I digress oh, I'm it reminded me day. of the Austin Powers where they like start uh, was it the he had a name his name was Schmitty yeah and then it goes to like Schmitty's wife and, and it's like hello <laughs> yes yes this is Schmitty's wife yeah. What? He's dead. <laughs> and he goes, and then there's a scene. Timmy, and he goes, she goes, Timmy, daddy's not coming home. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. 
That's and it. there's the, there's Why, another Mom? scene like I think it must be it's, it's weirdly enough it's Rob Lowe before Rob Lowe got cast to play a young number two and they're like it's all his friends at the bar like celebrating his death. That's the like, Schmitty oh, one. Right. He says Schmitty. to Schmitty. Yeah. To Schmitty. Yeah. No, Chris is right. Oh, the other. God. Sorry. Yeah, you're right, Jamie. Chris is right. There's another one where I don't know that guy's name. Where he was. Says, the, yeah, wasn't he dad. just the factory worker who got. Uh, uh, run over by the really slow steamroller no I think I think the one with the, the wife and the son is the one who gets decapitated by an ill-tempered mutated sea bass <laughs> because I want to say yeah. the mum on the phone goes what he was decapitated by an ill-tempered mutated sea bass <laughs> yeah Chris is, Chris is right is in the, the other one the, the one whose family is the one that gets stands in front of the really slow moving yeah, steamroller right in school and that's in the same scene as the I brought you your orange sherbet sherbet and it's also in the same corridor where he does the fucking 55-point turn. Can we just start an Austin Powers podcast, please? Wow. Uh, I mean... Um, oh, we've got, yeah. we got, we we got to do the Matrix one first, but yeah, sure. Okay, yeah. I, I'll, I'll give you my two cents on the, on the, the dog thing. Um, yeah. I agree. It's, it's, it's maybe a bit, uh, a bit much, you know, to put onto players' plates. But if you look at it a different way, it adds a lot of... Um, Enemy variety, which I felt was kind of almost missing from from The Last of Us. I mean, sure. it's hard, right? Like humans are humans. Like, how can you really have variety? Um, but I, I think it's good. And, and if you think of it as just a a different mechanic that you have to kind of deal with, I, I think it's all right. Mm-hmm. They're not and always going to be there. No, the, the variety is a great point because it's something they're doubling down with as well when it comes to the factions. They have yeah. the WLF, which are like this group of people that were put under quarantine but like overthrew the army and now have all their guns yeah and then you have the seraphites or the scars who are like use bow and arrows and hide in the shrubbery and use stealth and like yeah you see i'd I'd be more fucking freaked out by that to be honest oh yeah like fighting them's gonna be fucked up oh even even worse they're they're stealthy yeah yeah, even, even worse when they talk about the um uh some of the mutated fucking I don't know what the word is, the zombies. Oh, or the new the, zombies. The new yeah. ones that kind of, what are they called, creepers the sh- or something? The Shambler, is it? Is no, 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 of? the what? because I... Oh, the, there's, it, there's the, a one the, type that was like very briefly in The Last of Us, but is now going to be much more in The Last of Us 2, the Stalker or something. Yeah, the that Stalker. Like, it, um, it's quiet and it just sneaks up behind you and it's just yeah, ready to attack. Yeah. Fuck, fuck it's, the, it's like one of the only things you can't sense its movement because it sneaks up on you, so you yeah. never know it's there. I'm not looking forward to hearing that sound from clickers again. I just suddenly <laughs> thought of that when you said I can't that. do it. Oh, it's going to make me freak out while I'm playing <laughs> it. But um, see, I see. I, I like the dog thing. I think the dog thing is um, an interesting thing to add in. Also, it's not actually that accurate to say that um, enemies don't have a sense of smell because, of course, in Death Stranding, when you wanted to scare off some of um, uh, oh shit, what they called the uh, oh, I've forgotten really the, the names now. The, the 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 black floating things, the spirit. Oh, weathers, the um, what are they called? Oh, for fuck's Shit. sake! The strand. What are they called? The uh, the the floating ones. The uh, BTs. B- BTs. 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 The yeah. beach things. BTs. The beach things. The beach things. Um, to scare off beach things, you throw your piss and your shit and your sweat at them, and then obviously they go, oh, the smell, and then they piss off. <laughs> That's a good point. That's exactly. so what smell? What if what they if can you can smell. have uh, an upgrade where Ellie shits in her hand and smears it on a on a wall, or even better. Uh, craft a um, like a proximity rhyme, uh, mine smear her shit on it and then leave it there for the dog to go sniff I, I think you'd have to piss on it you couldn't shit I don't think dogs would care about your shit they like piss don't they I don't know but man Like do- dogs like sticking their nose up other dogs' fucking arseholes so who knows 
That's true. You joke, but I think that if they're having it in games that dogs can smell you, they're going to have to have a mechanic whereby you can craft something which smells of piss. <laughs> from probably a bigger dog or like a wolf or something that if you spray it it makes the dog run well, away if, it, if, if you're in, in wyoming maybe you get like 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 because can't you buy uh, for hunters mountain lions are they in wyoming yeah don't, no but don't don't like hunters get mountain like lion piss. elk piss or something that they can like spray uh, oh to attract other elk yeah but then i'm trying to think what would a dog be afraid of and i guess like maybe a mountain lion or a wolf or something oh, dogs would be afraid of so they'd Collective it smell it and go shit. oh just Play a cardboard cut out of jamie dogs will run miles they'll be like well you joke but like chris talking about ellie smearing shit over her and stuff like that reminded me of i uh, basically the other day full transparency <laughs> i thought i was no i thought i was gonna get mugged and I kind of went into fight or flight mode, but I wasn't thinking properly about ways to actually prevent myself getting mugged. I basically just ran away. And I realized afterwards that I'd Is forgotten. this recent? Uh, it's about a week or two ago. Yeah, he, he's, he's he spoke pressed. about it on the Discord, dude. Come on. Yeah, I, I, did not read that. I didn't talk about it on the podcast. But uh, I can tell the story, but it's not very interesting, that's all. Um, uh, but I realized afterwards that actually one of the best ways to deal with getting mugged, if you can deal with the embarrassment, which I think I probably could have in the scenario, is just pull your tra- pants and trousers down. Because, <laughs> like, which dude, if, it, if someone's trying to, like, take your phone or something, what dude wants to come near you if you full-on got your dick out? Most of them would be like, it's not worth it. I don't think that would work. I think they I think would laugh would. and then kick you until you fell over, and then yeah. they'd kick you in the dick. I think, I no, because I grab my dick and run towards them going... <laughs> <laughs> I see. I think I've got a slightly better one than that. We all know this from being kids. What you need is poo on a stick. Because if you have poo on a stick, then they're not coming anywhere near you. If you just have poopy stick, especially if it's dog poo, just have it with you at all times. Yeah. So yeah, pull out. Top top tip from the Super Show: just always carry a poo on a stick with you. Wherever you you go, pink eye, and just start rubbing it on their Uh, face. Pink eye. Dog pink eye as well. That's the worst oh, type. Okay, well, look, anyway, Jamie, seeing as you were talking about what you've been up to, almost getting mugged, <laughs> why, don't you, uh, why don't you let us know what you've been, what's been happening since the last time we recorded this podcast? Um, a fair bit of gaming, to be honest, you know, but just nothing particularly exciting in terms of the games themselves. Um, right. So I did a little bit of cleanup. You guys, I've put you to shame. I'm not going to lie. Uh, I completed Minecraft Dungeons. Oh, because oh, okay. we were going to hop back in and we were going to finish it, but we did not get yeah, around. Yeah, okay, but hold on. You say you completed it. It probably only took you like an hour. Mm, maybe even more, because uh, shout out to Steph, the person who not only replies to my messages, but it actually makes himself available to be an active participant in my life. Um, <laughs> hey, we, I said I couldn't. I did reply and said I oh, can't actually, do you're it right, You're right, Jonesy. Uh, Chris, what was your excuse? Oh, that's right. You didn't even bother making one. Uh, <laughs> when did you... I think it was Monday. Was it? Was it Monday? I don't actually remember. I I think. I think it was was a case of Jonesy beat me to it, and I was just like, "Well, you know, Jonesy's killed it." So same, same. Yeah. Yeah, The truth. I I hit up Steph afterwards, and and Steph is always down for stuff like that. So we completed it. We actually. You're probably right, but the thing we forgot is that Steph dropped out of our previous session of that game early. Oh, right, so I had yeah, to go yeah. back and do two missions I'd already done, then the two we hadn't done together. Plus we failed at the final mission twice and had to go oh. back and grind both times. Oh, so wow, we played okay. for like two or three hours in the end. Um, okay. I completed that game and I am more down on it now than I was last time. <laughs> um, <fair enough. laughs> don't, don't pay full price for Minecraft Dungeons. There you go. There's a little tagline. It's mad though because... There's uh, not much of a... But it's not much of a game. No, it's really? not. And I was thinking about the other day. It, it was, 
in development for for like a, a chunky time, right? Right. If, do you know what it feels like to me? I mean, I don't know if you guys will feel the same. If if this was um, early early access. I would have said, oh, like, I totally get it. They've effectively... So, I don't, obviously, it's not the same, but the way in which, say, something like Star Citizen is very different, but they yeah. create um, elements of the game which will exist in the final game, and they go, you can play this like a module of this game yeah, yeah. with one of these things that in the actual game there'll be a hundred of. If they said, oh, this is Minecraft Dungeons Early Access, here's two shopkeepers, it's very limited, yeah. uh, this is a number of missions, I would have said... Oh, like I get it, but they well, haven't. They, they are. They are. Like... I, I haven't read too much on it, but I know that they are going to be releasing DLC. In fact, in the map, there is a like an islands thing that you, like another mission, but you can't but click that's... on it. It's like coming soon. But I don't know if they're going to DLC, man. That shouldn't be no, an but, add-on. But that this, should be. That's what I'm saying. I don't know if it's um, paid for. If it's paid for, if they're just going to release it, because if they release it, then fair play. That's that's kind of what it is, right? Because <laughs> if they release a new region for free, like in a month's time and a few more shopkeepers some more items then that that's fair but as it is i think it's very spartan you know it's it gameplay wise it's obviously completely different but it made me reminds me um a little bit of sort of maybe the aesthetic i suppose uh of like the, just the menus really is um uh, uh what's fuck was it called broforce oh, oh interesting interesting, <clears throat> interesting. Purely because um, Broforce had like the little overworld and you could go to the little islands and you could do levels. Yeah, yeah. There were so many levels in that game and they constantly added new ones completely for free and it was like constant, constant, constant. And I mean, new characters, I think I've right? put New characters, yep. new art, new places, new islands, new, ma- new maps. I think I put like 60 hours into Broforce it's a, and it's oh. a cheap fucking game. It's a cheap fucking game. No, I, I, um, don't, don't, don't do that, Jamie. I can, don't, don't game shame Jonesy. <laughs> How dare you? I'll game shame Jonesy about fucking Broforce every day. <laughs> no, I, 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 I aver- get it. An average action platformer. Bone no, average. Fun, but I, I get how you can sink 60 hours into something like that because it's so easy to just pick up, play for an hour and then put it down. No, Jonesy put 60 hours into it because he used to play it at work. <laughs> I used to play it at lunchtime at work. I'd play it for half an hour. Like, and if you think about it, that's only 120 days to play 60 hours. <laughs> and you could do a level. You could do a level or two levels in half an hour. Yeah, so. I, I think but, it's, but what it's I was going to say accessible. was, it feels like that Minecraft Dungeons feels like that kind of little snapshot, uh, this one level, this one area. It needs to have like 20 hours, to 15 hours of gameplay for me. And it's what, three? Four, something like that. Uh, I think a bit. Very, very I think short. a bit more, but some of the ways its um, timeline is extended, some of the ways they make it last longer, feel artificial and kind of a little bit. Is that like the difficulty things? And when yeah, you, like when the, you start the, the mission. Yeah, the fact that we made it through the entirety of that game, like Steph and I, those last like three or four missions leading up to the end, without wiping once, and then got to the final mission and wiped on it twice, felt fucked up I was angry at the time right. Steph got a little, Steph on... got to experience a bit of the red mist not, <laughs> since, not since Wolfenstein Youngblood have Steph and I had a <laughs> corp experience that made me angry do you feel like that was um, done on purpose in order to force you to do some more grinding in order to drag out the end of the game I Must don't know there. there's a part of me that thinks that there's a part of me that's like it's not that kind of game but like maybe right maybe right. I don't know yeah. To be fair, once we went back and did an, an older level on a higher difficulty, it was a breeze. Um, we just had to get some of the right gear. Yeah. Right. That's all right. Yeah. But um, yeah, that, I'm not super hot on that game. Yeah. Uh, the other, another thing I completed this past week, Saints Row the Third Remastered, which I just oh, kind of nice. blitzed through. Nice. Um, turns out Saints Row the Third Remastered is still very much Saints Row the Third, for better or for worse. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like an 
an, a pretty antiquated take on the open world kind of crime game, which is unsurprising considering it came out in 2011. Um, that it's still the same game, but um, yeah, like some parts of it just haven't aged particularly well over the last nine years, kind of in not a surprising way. I will still give a shout out to the, the shout out though to one of the things that Saints Row the Third did, and Saints Row Four to a certain extent that loads of other games still don't really do. And I don't know yeah. if it's a licensing issue or what, but it's using tracks that they licensed anyway for the fucking radio because they've all got radios in these games. Yeah, and using them to like using them in the score for missions and like saints of the third does it all the time i think the most famous one is near the beginning you're you're parachuting you've just skydived and you're parachuting into a roof onto a rooftop uh penthouse and you're during a party and you're just going to kill everyone there and take over the penthouse and power by kanye west is playing that's one of the more famous examples it's like why don't games do that like those moments can be so powerful and so good well a, 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 a game did it last year which one? And it was one of the one of, the, but it wasn't part of like the soundtrack. It was just a set piece. Mm. But it was um, control. Oh right, yeah, exactly. Like, the Astro yeah. Maze, and right. and think and people are like, oh, it's one of the best fucking set pieces like, of of the la- of the last five years or whatever it was. It's like, yeah, it was good, but it wasn't like amazing. But it it felt good because it was so. Dude, yeah, Saints Row Three yeah. does that a couple of times, and it like. It always works. Like, you know the song from, uh, I only know it from Shrek 2, but I need a hero. <laughs> yes. yes. Like that, that plays during the final mission when you're like sprinting onto Saints Row the Third's version of uh, like the Statue of Liberty Island thing to yeah. defuse these bombs that have been placed around this giant statue. And that having that song playing when you're sprinting and shooting people, it's like, <laughs> this feels like, cool, a, man. It I like, feels like that, a movie. Yeah. I don't know why more games don't do it. Yeah, yeah, they should. They should, for sure. That was my first and last... Um, Saints Row game was three, and I didn't. I didn't finish it. I don't know why. I think I kind of. You hold on. I did enjoy it, but you did. yeah, I know. I didn't finish a game. Finish it. Shocking. Oh. All right, it's big and long. <laughs> it's big up. and long. So. Wow. Uh, okay. Well, Jonesy, what about you? Have you? Uh... So the only game I have played uh, this past week has been some Ring Fit. So oh, um, fair enough. <laughs> wow. I can leave that right there. Um, I, I also did, I actually finished finished the third game oh, <laughs> as well. We Sorry. I was yeah. really excited. I, I started and finished Battlefront 2 this week. Oh, right. I, oh I, weird. I'd okay. never played that campaign, and that game's free on but PlayStation it's, Plus. But it's not a long campaign, right? Like five hours? Not even? But yeah, four, four or five hours. It's fine. Yeah. It's fine. That game's yeah. fine. <laughs> it's fine. I love that. I, 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 I more just, I more just wanted fine. to bring it up because uh, I finished three games this week and Jonesy played Ring Fit Adventure. I, that's all I really wanted to bring it up for. You, this is the, this is the thing. I don't think I've. I don't know. Maybe I mentioned it last week, but so now I am full time looking after my kids, apart from doing this basically yeah. while my wife is working. And because um, so which means I get the only time I think I get like to play games is like quite late in the evening. And then because of um, this week, I've been working in the evenings as well. So the idea that I could. See that like when you just say then oh you know I bashed out um, Battlefront 2 I'm like you absolute cunt <laughs> I would love to be able to sit down for five hours and just play a game yeah. but um, and, the, and so when I played Ring Fit the reason I played Ring Fit was because my four year old was like daddy can we play Ring Fit I was like yeah sure let's play some Ring Fit <laughs> now watch this drive <laughs> Yeah, uh, I got to play one level, one world, sorry, and then he was like, "It's my turn." <laughs> I was like, okay, go for it. Wow. Okay. 
shocking. It's not easy, yeah. Parenthood. Um, yeah, no, I know, I know. It's, it's fun to joke, but obviously there's a lot of uh, plates to spin in your world. Yeah. And, your, and yours too, Chris. Yeah. Don't feel sorry for me. Nobody feels I think, sorry I think, for I me. I think Jonesy said it right. Like, fucking, I, I wish I had time to finish games because it's not for, for lack of wanting. Uh, but Don't get me wrong. Before I had kids, I still didn't finish games. This isn't my <laughs> right, right, yeah. I didn't finish them. Um, I put sixty hours into Broforce. You know, come on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. From my side, um, I, I I've been playing a lot of Dota. Obviously, the Battle Pass is coming out. Um, right. Uh, just trying to get levels, and you know, the levels get you new stuff. As that's how Battle Passes work. Um, been having a lot of fun with it, even though the patches like. The patch for the game at the moment is just so boring. It, it's it's like one of those things where you'll get into a match and depending on how you... So let's say matches last about, I don't know, anywhere between 35 minutes and an hour, right? <clears throat> and the way that this patch has kind of worked out is the result is probably probably worked out in about the first 15 minutes. Oh. Um, but you still have to kind of play through it, Right sit there knowing the outcome for another sometimes four yeah, or five minutes. Yeah, it's not... Look, don't get me wrong. You can always do a comeback. Um, but it it's one of those patches where by like 15 minutes, if you're behind, it's very hard to get back ahead. Yeah. How, that's amazing to me that it... I mean, I don't play Dota, but I'm amazed that they can have such um, a powerful patch brought into a game which has been around for such a long time. Oh, yeah. Because surely that puts a whole load of people off the game, like to suddenly change how that game functions mechanically. Yeah, but so so the, the, the changes that happen where the game kind of slows down or speeds up or is more fair or less fair, that's all the kind of macro level changes. And I think people don't really care too much about that. But it, it's obviously you do experience it in the game. So it's a case of like how much gold you get for killing an enemy or, you know, or right. weird like macro level stuff. The, but people that are in the game, they like the micro level changes. So the per character changes, the skill changes, the item changes. That, that's what I, I always get excited when a new patch comes out just because whether it's good or bad, it's just like a new, like a fresh coat of paint, you know. Right. It's like, imagine taking... Well, it's almost like, okay, if you take Warzone, right, and you say, okay, every single gun, we will change their values relatively drastically so so that, you know, for like a prime-numbered uh, patch change. You know, we right. could be like, oh, this gun just fires, shoots fire, and this gun now is an ice gun, you know, shit like that. It's cool. I like it. It's really cool. Uh, but I can definitely see how it could put people off if you're trying to learn the game. Because it just adds to the right. complexity, I guess. Because yeah. you've, you've now got 15 minutes to learn the game as opposed to <laughs> the full length of the game. Oh, dude, yeah. There's this one dude I watch um, on YouTube. It's called Purge. So if you're starting Dota, he's the kind of resource you go to because he's done this thing called Welcome to Dota 2, You Suck. Uh, and it kind of <laughs> explains all the mechanics that you need. Accurate, <laughs> yeah. I'm sure. It explains the... the the mechanics going into it from a new starter level, but then on his YouTube channel, he plays games and he, you know, he gives commentary on his games, etc. gives tips. And every time a patch comes out, he reads out the patch notes as a first take and he live streams it. And I think the last major patch that he did was eight hours long. I remember you watching the video of him reading it and Same. thinking, what are you doing? It's, like, it's, it's part of the reason why I started watching videos at two times speed on YouTube. Because <laughs> I've only got four hours to watch this yeah, video. Yeah. I don't have eight. Yeah. Yeah, 
<laughs> still, you know, four, finding four hours to watch a Dota 2 patch update video during a working day was still pretty good going. Like, you, oh, it's you, good made, you, you made it work. Four hour long lunch break. <laughs> I, I won't I won't make any comments about the demise of ATG. Oh, come on. It wasn't that. Nah. And I did not watch it all in one go, you still hold. Um, ATG would have been the biggest gaming show on the planet if it wasn't for the patch that Dota released. <laughs> yeah. Chris was supposed to be at a really important meeting and he was like, I'm really sorry, I can't make it. Dota have released no, it. You guys, you guys are painting me in a bad light. No, I don't like this. This, <laughs> no, is, this is terrible. He's, te- he's teasing. We're he's a mess. Um, yeah. But yeah, besides that, there, there was another game that I played. Um, it, it's weird, right? So after, after playing Minecraft, I, I just kind of got an itch for that style dungeon crawler hack and slash kind of thing so it's like someone someone on the chat i think it was joel joel asp <clears throat> was asking what other games would be similar to like a diablo or you know etc and i i was giving him some some advice so i was like you know you could go path of exile which is a free-to-play game they just had a new uh patch uh, a new expansion release called harvest which i think gets into some like farming bullshit whatever um there was that uh, Walson, Lords of the Fallen, that was oh, yeah, pretty yeah. hot on Steam a couple of months back. Um, yeah, I remember. But there was a game that, like, so you know you open up Steam and on the front page it's got these, like, the uh, recommendations. And one of them was for this, like, pixel art-looking game called Stone Shard. And I always thought it looked pretty cool. It looked like an old-school kind of, like, Ultima, uh, you know, dungeon crawler, hack and slash. You've got your, your paper doll where you put your you know, your weapon and your shield and this, that, the other. And it looked pretty cool, but I never really wanted to take the, the plunge. But then I saw that they had a, a what they called Stone Shard Prologue, which is effectively a, a demo. So I downloaded that and I thought that looked pretty cool. I played through it and that is a cool game. Very fucking deep and complex. But like to the point where it, it, it can turn a lot of people off, right? Let's say you, you're fighting some dudes and you get damage in your leg and you start bleeding in your leg. And then your leg kind of like you break a couple of bones. So what you have to do is you need to set a splint. Then you need oh, to take what? a healing solve, you know, or if you get a cut on your arm, it's bleeding. So you can't just take a healing solve to gain some health because you're bleeding. So you've got to bandage it up. It, it's just like a, a level of complexity that I kind of like in games. This is like a, this is like a war hospital sim that I don't want to play. <laughs> yeah, but it, it, it's cool. Soldier, you've got gangrene. You've got to take a, two weeks of antibiotics. You know? Yeah, it's cool. But what it did kind of no, reaffirm to me is that my time is... I don't have enough time for games like that, so it's a good thing. I thought you were going to say it made me realise my time is short. <laughs> yeah, my time kept, is short. I kept so. nearly dying, and I realised how short my yeah. time was on this planet. No, it made uh, me realise that I, I should probably fix that broken leg that I've had since 2017. But you know, yeah, the yeah, one that's bleeding in there, and yeah. a few broken bones. It's got a bit gang- and Now you know how to fix yeah, it. Yeah, it's got a bit gangrenous, but it's fine. No, it, it made me realise that as you know, that I just don't have the time to play complex games anymore. No, me either. It's, it's, you know, I, I, I've I w- dabbled in the past, and nowadays it's just non-existent. Yeah, I'm sure I'm I'll be able to it. get into it. Like, you know, let, let the COVID thing ease up a bit. Yeah. You know, roll on Cyberpunk 2077. Well, that's what, that's the thing I was going to say. Is like yeah. there are still hopefully games on the horizon where you can look at a date in time and say to yourself and to any oh. any other parties it applies to, like, look, this game is coming out on this date, and I want to have some time for it. Let me but, let me yeah. front front load my daddy stuff and let me, <laughs> no, me get some gaming. Don't get me hours. wrong. Don't get me wrong. It's yeah. it's what it's what I did with um, uh, Final Fantasy VII because that's that's not necessarily right. a an uncomplex game, right? Uh, no, I, I just have to play it at night, and and I just each night I have to kind of uh, you know I mentioned it before, kind of the squirrel gaming. You you 
you stuff your mouth full of nuts, basically. <laughs> Two hour nuts of gaming each night, and eventually you'll have a mouth full of nuts. You know, everybody wants nuts in their mouth, so. Um, you should start a new series, Nutting at Night with Chris. Nutting at Night. <laughs> I like it, yeah. Um, but yeah, it, like, don't get me wrong, if Cyberpunk 2077 released tomorrow, I'm on it. But mm. it's, it's almost like it, it's, it's a big marquee game that you want to get involved with. But whereas Stone Shard is like, oh yeah, it's just this like indie game that is pretty cool and interesting. Um, yeah. Y- y- there's no need for me to kind of put myself out of source to try and play that game. Because when I do yeah. my squirrel gaming, it's like, well, I'm taking two hours of potential sleep away, <laughs> away from me. Yeah. You know, when I'm already exhausted, so... It's one of the things I like about, and for a long time I've I've preferred with games um, that are more story driven, like action games and things like um, obviously Last of Us Part Two is coming out, is because I can play that game in chunks, like you said, a couple of hours here, a couple of hours there. It isn't that complex. It's point at bad guy, shoot, find yeah. ammo, find resources, yeah. um, follow story. There's whereas when you try and play some of the games with more complex mechanics and stuff, it can just you know if it, if you don't keep up the playing of games like that, you can just lose it because yeah. it's so complicated. Yeah, you, you get bogged yeah. down and you forget shit and then you go back to it and you're like, oh, I don't remember this, I'm not going to do it. But yeah, <clears> exactly, so, yeah, for sure. Uh, and the other thing I was doing, which is, uh, I can only speak about it kind of cryptically, but I've I been writing some stuff for maybe a new kind of video on the channel. Ooh. So, um, and doing, doing the research for uh, the game that is in that that section of the thing makes me want to go back and play that game. Uh, it's a game I, yeah. I played before and I really enjoyed, and it's not a long game, so no, no reason not to, I guess. It's funny. I think about going back to that game sometimes as well, Chris, but I think about going back to it for different reasons than the reasons you think about going back to it, which is interesting, ah. especially given what we may or may not be talking about on this mysterious new interesting. thing. Yeah, so uh, stay tuned. Hopefully, hopefully there'll be some some movement on that. Uh, but hey, shout out the uh, the patrons will know before the public knows. So you know, not, not saying you have to Indeed. not saying you have to join the Patreon, but you know, there's there's good per- things there. Perks, perks, yes. All right. Uh, I know I, d- I know I didn't play any games, but can I shill really quickly? Oh, please do, absolutely. Oh yeah, because this is gaming related and talking about squirrel gaming. This bad boy is what I gave away on my channel, Super Show Jonesy. It's mental. What's that? N- on uh, Nintendo Saturday. Switch Lite? Nintendo Switch Lite. Ooh. In turquoise. Um, one of the, my viewers won that. I am going to be sending that to him uh, tomorrow, so that'll be good. Nice. And this, this right here, is the one that is going to be given away this Saturday. <laughs> I just thought I'd share. So if anybody hasn't checked it out yet, please do check out my channel, Super Show Jonesy, on YouTube, and you can win something every week. And you, the way you win is you guess nice. what is I'm giving away. So this week, you'd have to guess what this big bastard box is right here. It's Very a toughie. Nice. It's a toughie. Yeah, I, I've, I listened to all of your, um, your clues, and... I know the ballpark that I've got to be thinking in, but it's it's hard, man. Yeah, nice. Yeah, it is a t- it's much tougher. So this is the, this is where it's going. Actually, is the the kind of the guessing thing has has now expanded out over like the um, to be 
the clues are not. I wouldn't say they're not cryptic, but they're a lot harder. Yeah. Um, but it's meant that it lasts longer. And what's been quite cool actually is that a lot of people on our Discord for this show have been chatting about it and trying to like figure stuff out, which I've inc- I've really enjoyed. Cool, it seems yeah. like it's um, something that people have kind of thought about, engaged with. I know Jamie was actually talking to me about the fact that <laughs> it got his sort of mind ticking over, and he did a bit of um, looking into some stuff, which yeah. is cool. I like that. I, I, like, and I, did, I, like I didn't even share my notes with this Discord, and I'm not afraid to say it. I'm looking out for me and me alone. <laughs> Uh, there were some of the clues that I figured out and I realised that that was like a big breakthrough moment and I didn't want to share that learning with anyone Fair else. Fair enough. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, we'll see what happens. We'll see what yeah. happens on Saturday, right, Jonesy? Saturday, 2pm GMT? Uh, it should be 2pm. Or if it's anything like last week, it'll be more like 4. But it will be 2pm. Let's say Between 2 and yes. 4, yeah. Uh, can can yes. I give a bit of a show as well? Seeing as we're, Do it, we're doing this. Um, so... By the time that this podcast goes out, Command and Conquer Remastered would have been released. And I'm hoping to uh, play it on stream. So, oh, nice. Yeah. Hot uh, Panic. Yeah, that's twitch.tv forward slash hot panic. Uh, you guys are involved more often than not in those streams. So, you know, yeah. it, it's, it's for all intents and purposes a super show stream. Uh, let's come check it out. Yeah. yeah. I'm also hoping to, I don't want to sort of say what the idea is, um, but uh, I know, Chris, we talked about, I want to do some streaming and I've actually, so we're, hopefully we can maybe do that next week or the week after, but. um, Yeah, what is yours? Twitch.tv Super Show Jonesy? uh, Super Show Jonesy, indeed. Um, But now I've, I've managed to sort of nail down my setup in, in the, in the garage. It's now not kind of as ropey with the, um, (laughs) the Wi-Fi and stuff because I've got a wired connection now plugged in so I should be able to do a bit more streaming as well which is wicked we're just all waiting on Jamie to do some streaming because I know we want to see that I don't know I I have no plans nothing formal formal to announce what I will say is that even (laughs) if you struggle to make the live streams that Chris and Jonesy do on their Twitch channels because maybe the timings aren't quite right or you're working or you're busy still worth heading over to their Twitch channels and following because those numbers all help push them towards being able to monetize that shit oh, yeah, which yeah. is uh, an important step so everyone uh, if you can and you'd like to help uh, then get following that would be absolutely two. delicious alright uh, <clears throat> enough of the, the, the chit chat fellas let's get into the, the hardcore business the news What's been happening? What a, what a week! What a week! What a week! Uh, loads of shit has been happening. Uh, I think what we've got to start off with, though, is the thing that's probably going to be covering a lot of people's kind of social media uh, at the moment, which is the uh, Black Lives Matters protests, right? And as Indeed. as we're a, as we're a, a gaming podcast, how it kind of relates to things of that nature, because uh, one of the biggest kind of uh, well, we we were going to record this show today because we're recording Thursday. We were actually going to record this tonight, weren't we? After yes. the PlayStation Five um, game event, which was supposed to happen. Yes, yeah, yeah. nine nine p.m. our time, I think. Yeah. So Sony Sony put out a statement saying that no, they're not going to have this PS Five event. Uh, rightly so, they they definitely made the right call on that one. Basically, saying that they don't want to take um, add another you know uh, a distracting voice to kind of. The, the things that really matter at the moment, right? And I, I think I, I really commend them and numerous other companies for kind of just saying, you know what, it's, it's not the time. Because it isn't. It isn't the time. Uh, but yeah, a, a bunch of uh, companies have delayed some big announcements. Uh, you know, Sony PS5 event, Cyberpunk 2077 was going to have this 
Night City Wire event, which we assume we're just going to show off some more of the game. Uh, Activision has delayed Warzone Season 4, uh, as well as, I think, uh, the Call of Duty Mobile, mobile the new yeah, season. Yeah. EA Season 7, I think it is on mobile, yeah. yeah. Uh, EA have delayed their Madden thing, although, as we said before, why they need to advertise a Madden thing, we don't even know. Like, either you buy it or you don't buy it. Like, it's just... <laughs> It's one of those things, right? Um, and you know, numerous others. And another one that was interesting was um, No Clip. There was a No Clip documentary that's going to come out uh, that has also been delayed. And I, I think it's good. I think it's good that people are kind of delaying this because maybe, you know, at the moment there's more important things to think about. Um, but yeah, I th- so I think not like not being cynical at all. And I'm not saying these companies are. I do think it's sort of two pronged as well because one of the things is uh, they've all said like they don't want to take. Um, I guess they don't want to take up airtime and they don't want to start yeah. talking about other stuff when there's, like they've said, there's more important things that people are talking about. Um, and we, we know that the, there's issues with the Black Lives Matter thing that have, that have been rife in the game, sort of games industry over the years, like especially, you know, the, even the jokes about like multiplayer games, like 14-year-olds on COD just being openly racist yeah. and stuff. Um, but I think the other side of it is um, they want people to watch these events and they want people to um, enjoy them. And it's very difficult to do that at a time when the media and when news and when everyone's thinking about something else. So it kind of feels like it would it would dilute their message to try and battle against this yeah. on social media. Yeah. I mean, it's, I think, for example, if, if you're a gamer, um, but you also are someone who's following what's going on in the world at the moment, it's kind of splitting where you're paying attention. So I think it works in both directions. They don't want to they don't want to dilute what they're doing yeah. and they also don't want to yeah. take the, like, any attention away you from also, You don't want to be, to piggyback off what Jonesy's saying about the more PR marketing element to this, which isn't the whole conversation, but it's part of it. Yeah. You don't want to be the one company that says, actually, we do want to cut through the conversation at the moment to promote a fucking video game. Like, when everyone else is saying, eh, now's not the right time, you don't want to be the one who goes, you know what, actually, Call of Duty, fucking bring it on. Here's what you get. Because for as much like, as there did, did are it... people around the world who want to see that, and I get that we're going to get into this discussion about people outside of America. We're going to get into a discussion about people who want a quote-unquote distraction. Um, yeah. But it's, like, like Chris said, it's not the right time. Yeah, no. Yeah, it, it it's it's quite a contentious kind of thing to discuss as well. Like we, we're obviously unsure how to kind of treat it. But there, there was an interesting um, comment that came on one of our videos, and I just want to read it out. So uh, it's not necessarily comments of the week, but it's just something that I think we should talk about. Is uh, a comment coming in from Nick Leakes saying, uh, "What are your guys' thoughts on the PS5 event being delayed due to the?" issues in the media right now being the black lives matter movement Uh, i gave an opinion on social media that certain people use these events and certain platforms like gaming or reading or music as a way to escape reality and cope with the struggles in their lives Uh, and then he goes on to say jamie mentioned an amazing game not long ago that kind of does this in the form of kind words the responses i got were full of aggression and abuse by people who are standing up for the events taking place so should want to um Oh, to want equality and us all to support and care for each other. What are our thoughts? It's 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 an interesting question because I can I can see I can see both sides for sure. You you know, people do use gaming as an escape or a coping mechanism. Uh you know, it doesn't matter the color color of your skin or whatever. But then mm-hmm. on the other hand, uh people saying 
first of all, people should not be aggressive to each other <laughs> during these no, kinds of no, times. No. Right. Um, and especially on social media, there's there's no reason to abuse anyone on social media if you know, unless they're just being openly racist, I guess. Um, but I can I think it's there is one thing for us. So this it's an emotionally sort of charged atmosphere yeah. at the moment, and I agree with you. Like people shouldn't be. If someone asked, and I think Nick Leakes was asking a fair question, like he was obviously saying this is something I and other people use as a way to deal with like life, escape, whatever. But I can kind of see that if you were on social <laughs> media and you said to someone, if someone said. Um, hey man, it's good that Sony have delayed their PS5 announcement because um, we're trying to address the fact that a lot of people have to deal with like racism in their everyday lives. Not and an uh, example of that is like American police brutality or wherever it is in the world, right? Yeah. And then someone turns around and says, "Well, sorry, mate, but actually, I use it as an escape from my everyday life, and I just want to like." Then that that's kind of saying to that person. Um, I don't care about you, the fact that you're trying to change right. your yeah, everyday yeah. life. Like, I want to I want to escape my life. And they're saying, well, I want to escape like shit yeah. that I have to go through on exactly. a daily basis like, as well. I've seen some people who are like people like us who are not, not, not only are we white, but we also like we don't live in the country that's on fucking fire right now. <laughs> and we're sat here yeah. saying, oh, but what about my distractions? Like at some point you need to ask yourself, like, what are you asking to be distracted from? Yeah. Do you just not want to read about shit that's important and shit that's yeah. happening? Do you not want to hear about what these people are going through? Like, what are you What are you trying to... They're fighting for their escape. Yeah. You want a video game to give you yours? Yeah. And the other thing is, like, if you really were relying on a one-hour-long live stream that's been postponed, don't forget, not even cancelled, to give you your escape from a reality that we shouldn't be trying to escape from, because if anything, now more than ever, it's a, it's a time for proactivity... Um, then the, there's other stuff like video games haven't gone anywhere. You can yeah. still play all the video I mean, games you so, want. So the, this, the commenter mentioned kind words. Like kind words are still around, and kind words is it, it's a very powerful kind of platform if you want. So you know, yeah, it's if if you have to take a delay in an announcement. So remember, the PlayStation Five itself is not being delayed. The games aren't being delayed. Just the announcements being delayed by we don't know how long. But yeah. I think if ever there was a reason for stuff to be delayed, it's, uh, you know, people's rights. Why not? You know, uh, protesting police brutality is, you know, a, a good thing. Um, I, I suppose I, if I can, I'll, I'll back up Nick Leakes in some sense. This is not what he's saying, but yeah. I suppose I can imagine that if, say, like you deal with things like depression and stuff and you have things in your life which you feel like are a knock and then you are into gaming and then you have the anticipation, like the excitement, something to look forward to, and then it gets delayed, then maybe that feels like an extra knock in, in, that, in that sort look. of sense. But then you kind of have to say, um, if you, you then have to empathise with people who are saying, well, hold on, I get that you've taken a knock, but like we've said, there's a lot of other people getting a lot of other shit and you're asking them to ignore their issues for your issues. Maybe everyone has to be a bit more empathetic across the board and say... Most definitely. I, 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 like, I'm not blaming Nick Leakes for thinking the way he thinks, okay? Like, I get it. When, when I first heard... It's a fair question. It's yeah, a totally yeah. fair question. When, when I first heard that the PlayStation event was cancelled, I didn't even connect the reason why. I was just fucking super bummed out. I was like, oh my God, again, I'm going to have to fucking... Yeah. You know, coming from a, a, a selfish point. And then... Jamie, you were telling me about it, and then you said, "No, no, no, it's because of the the Black Lives Matter movement." And I was like, "Oh, okay, yeah, sure. I mean, yeah, fuck it. If if there is a reason to but, postpone or move one of these events, yeah, sure, I'm fucking on board." 
But even knowing that reason, you're allowed to be disappointed. Like, those things aren't mutually exclusive. You can yeah. simultaneously be bummed out that something you were looking forward to isn't going to happen and also agree with why it's happening, why it's being postponed, and what, the, what they're trying to shine a light on in moving themselves out of the way. Yeah. Like, those aren't mutually yeah, exclusive. Yeah. You, yeah. you, you don't have to be solely bummed out that yeah. you didn't get your distraction. Yeah, the, the, it's funny because that's exactly what Chris, I, I saw you because you tweeted it, Chris. I think that's exactly what you did. You were bummed out that it was delayed, but then you were like, "Fair enough," as sort of the reason, which is yeah. I felt the same way exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, so no, bang on, Jamie. Like yeah. fuck, guys, do, do I wish that um, we could be talking about PlayStation Five now? Yeah, absolutely, one hundred percent. But it, you know, this. There's certain things that happen in people's lives. It's getting a bit fucking deeper philosophical now. But there's certain things and certain moments in your life where you just have to say, you know, it's it's fucking, this is what it is. Like, not, no way that I'm going to feel about it is going to change it, right? And yeah. You, yeah. you almost have to look further into whatever reasoning is happening. It's not like Sony have come up with a bizarre reason, you know, Uh there is a there is a reason for all of these things, and you kind of just have to be a little bit conscious about it, I guess. But yeah, it's but but definitely people on social media should not be aggressive to people that feel this way, because here's the other issue, right? It's <laughs> funnily enough that the thing in recent memory that explained it the best, you guys are gonna laugh, was the uh, flat Earth documentary, right? <laughs> Right. Where they're saying, so you've got all of these scientists and one of the scientists came up and said, if you talk down to the people that accept that the, or, or that think that the earth is flat, then they're never going to come around to understanding why they may be wrong. And it's the same That's way sure, here, yeah. right? If, if someone is like, oh man, I, I, I understand this shit's going on, but I really wish that the PS5 event would still be going on the people that are responding to that with aggression and abuse, like, f- fuck you, dude. That's that's not the way to go about it. What you could do is just try and spread some education in, in a nice, positive way. Yeah. Is, it, is, it so, yeah. is it so much to ask for, right? Like, we, yeah, <laughs> we, we've had that in our own Discord where, like, the opinion of some people, uh, some of our patrons who hang, around, hang out in the Discord and stuff like that is that I, usually, it's usually very understanding, but, like, yeah. one of the sentiments I've seen shared is, like, how, how does this help? And... And you're right. Like it, it's it, those situations aren't a place for um, putting people down. They're not a, a place for like starting fights. They're not a place for abuse. If anything, they're just a place for discussion. Yeah, you know, a lot of people as well. I think often people assume that if someone says something like. If someone asks a question, people assume like bad intent. Yeah. They don't assume that they're genuinely asking a question. Yeah. Like Nick Leakes might have genuinely been saying. Uh, oh, I don't get this, why people think this is okay. And then someone could have said, actually, because of this reason, this reason, this reason. And he might have turned around and gone, oh, I totally, yeah, I completely agree. 100%. Yeah. Like, we talk a lot about, I mean, this is very different. We talk a lot about games and um, I think Jamie was saying, uh, we were chatting again yesterday about a conversation we had before about critics and how they review games, etc. And Jamie made some really good points and he changed my opinion on how... Um, you perceive ratings and critics and what people say and what a 10 out of 10 means. Like, And I changed my opinion because I was like, oh, yeah. he made some really good points. I didn't go into the conversation thinking, I've already decided what I think and then I'm just going to keep shouting yeah. until he... <laughs> Plus, even, even on more politically charged things, like you two are the closest thing I have in terms of friends who are like uh, dads 
And I come to you two all the time on political <laughs> shit where I'm like, I have to ask the question because I, I know I need to get educated or I know that I have like an opinion or an outlook that doesn't always fit in with the status quo or that I'm, I'm missing a piece of the puzzle. And because you two are always very clued in and level-headed and reasonable and rational. I go to you two quite a lot. And sorry, sorry, Chris, I know you pulled the face at the idea that you might be my dad, but like... <laughs> no, but I'm saying it's, it's true. I pulled the face because we are dads. Yeah, but like, I, I'm you're... saying I'm one of your sons. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right. yeah, you are, buddy. Now go to your room and... Stop I'm in my room. He's already in stop, it. Stop, stop, stop touching yourself. Uh, um, you can't, there's a reason I've positioned the webcam the way I do. You don't know what's going on down there. The, yeah, put some pants on, damn it. Um, but it's also kind of hypocritical, right, where people who are campaigning to end aggression and abuse are being aggressive and abusive. Right. I, underst- yeah. I understand that like, there's a lot of like, uh, adrenaline going on. Uh, but yeah, I think... I think the, the, the thing that keeps on coming back to this uh, comment is kind words, right? That game is about like, you don't know a person, but you hear their story, you try and see their perspective, and you try and send them a nice little message to kind of help them along. And I think that's kind of what this whole situation, situation kind of needs. It, it needs an understanding uh, from everyone, you know? There is. Can I? Can I be uh, slightly not incendiary, but maybe a, t- a tiny little bit? In that, th- there is a little bit of uh, an extra hypocrisy, like you were saying about those people who are a bit hypo- uh, hypocritical. Yeah, the, we have seen in the recent days, weeks, and stuff though. Some people, like companies and whatever, like games companies, who are quite happy when things are in the political sphere to talk about stuff, but who then, until this happens again, you won't hear anything about this, and they won't. Oh, yeah, yeah. And Well, it's, band- it's bandwagoning, like it's- right? Like, hey, everyone's talking yeah. about it, and it's what Jamie was saying earlier as well. It's like, if I don't talk about it, then I'm, I'm, the, I'm the shit, you know, like the, the little right. shit in the corner, but I need to talk about it because everyone else is talking about it. But yeah, if you don't change anything, it's like, I think... I imagine this is what you're going you're gonna to start covering, Jonesy, because so EA and Madden have postponed their thing and the NFL have obviously put out a statement saying, oh, yeah, you know, we, we stand for the rights of this, that, the other. And yet <laughs> their, their treatment of, uh, what's his face? Colin Kaepernick. Colin, Colin Kaepernick, Kaepernick yeah. yeah. Well, you see, I always called him Copernic. I don't know why, but yeah, Kaepernick. Uh, I always hear Kaepernick. Probably because yeah, you think yeah. of Copernicus. <laughs> Maybe. I mean... Yeah. I would, like, right? Another thing, like, while you were on that thought, like, people have pointed out as well, Sony, obviously the owners of the, the PlayStation brand who have made the decision that they've made this week, they pointed out that when Sony were holding a, uh, a photography contest a little while ago, like a year ago, whenever it was, they basically banned all photos from the Hong Kong protests. So, like, Sony have been, like... Uh, that was another thing where, like, that was a... a not like the, the the issues at hand were different, but we're still talking about yeah. peaceful. It pro- seems hypocritical. Like it seems hypocritical. Yeah, we're talking yeah. about people people fighting for their rights and coming up against like like corruption within the police and like uh, abuse of authority and all kinds of issues like that. But because that was China, lots of major companies like kind of turned a blind eye and didn't advocate, didn't support the people of Hong Kong, didn't advocate for their rights and so on and so forth. And in the case of this particular example, you could argue even went as far, so far as to censor people who were trying to uh, talk about that issue or like create discussion around that issue. Yeah. And now all of a sudden, you know, this is a, 
not a not a like for like situation in terms of the comparisons you can make, but they've had to change their tune very quickly and come out in support of, you know, the peaceful protests and 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 the movement going on at the moment. It's it's, it's also because I think we mentioned about Infinity Ward. They put out a statement saying they're going to do a lot more to um uh to have like moderators and to monitor like IDs and what people are saying in comments and in games to make sure people aren't you know being racist and doing other things that you wouldn't want to have. Um, online but then it is kind of like a lot of people have reacted to that by being well where were you a year ago two years ago oh, like yeah why does it take an event like this yeah but, like, but like I think- the social issue it, it, it's not unique to the past week right <laughs> No, yeah, but right. I, I, I suppose maybe I su- maybe the best thing to do, I guess, here rather than criticize them for past actions, uh, maybe we have to draw a line under the past and then say going forward, like everyone has got to be better. I absolutely agree. You, you definitely have to. You, you know, you, you otherwise you just constantly talk about the past, and then maybe it's not that useful. Yeah, I, I think you can still criticize and you can still criticize uh, prior things, but it should always be a secondary thing to praising people that have, however long it's taken, you know changing the way that they operate or the way that they think whatever it may be you know oh can i like i want to this is this is unrelated but slightly related yeah. in that I, there was a twitter account that i was like this is incredible which was it was called something like um uh influences in the wild i think <laughs> yeah, uh, okay. on twitter and it was videos that people had recorded of youtube and instagram and twitter influencers going to protests and and you know broken oh, yeah, windows yeah. and things and then taking pictures as though they were part of a protest or rebuilding something or like patching up something or helping yeah and they were just there for the photo op and then they would there's one egregious example which was a girl using a power drill to screw a chipboard like board over a broken window and she borrowed the drill from the dude who was off camera who was actually fixing it she'd just done the photo and then she got in the car and pissed off i just wanted to share that because i thought that was insane that was crazy Um, i was like uh, what are you doing jake paul got in got into some trouble recently because it, it it appeared that he was in the midst of kind of like the rioting and the looting uh, he, I thought he went to a protest, didn't he? He was at the protest. Logan Paul right? went to a protest, for sure. For sure. Uh, Jake yeah. Paul was probably at a protest as well, but there, there, there's footage of him and his entourage, because, of course, these fucking douchebags all have entourages. Um, and they were... So a PF Chang's, like a, a Chinese chain, right, was being looted, and one of his entourage went in, took a bottle of vodka or something, and gave it to Jake Paul, and Jake Paul was, like, drinking it. And there's a lot of questions of like what the f- no no and, and it's a lot of questions of like it's just a fucking looter now oh, you've just looted no but he, he was filming it so the question is like oh, you, you're just capitalizing on the situation right but that's like that's but hold on he's just ca- he's just documenting himself committing a crime no no his friend committed like, the crime his entourage no but he surely he's part surely that's stolen property well, right he, he has since released a statement uh you know saying like oh it's not what it looked like i was there to protest this that the other you know we didn't partake in any or any looting or rioting or blah blah, blah. It, it, it's just like man it, i i know in, in the loosest way possible we are kind of like you know the term influencer but man like actual influencers it, it just feels like they just can't ever fucking get anything right, you know. They're always just doing this like bullshit. I don't, I don't get it. Stay at home and I play guess games. It's, I guess it's tough. <laughs> it is tough, I suppose. How do you, you, you feel like you have to say something, but then can you get it right? Well, well look, dude, like, or are you like, just always going to be wrong. I don't know. Logan Paul, his brother, went to the protests. Is as far as I know, has not been like I don't like the dude. Don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to like defend anything here, but. 
from what I can see is he was peacefully protesting. He put out a, a very powerful piece uh, on his uh, social media, kind of explaining situations and asking people. Oh, I saw that. Yeah, yeah. And, 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 you know, like fucking fair play to him. Like fair play. Yeah. You know, he's, he's done a lot of bullshit in the past, but in this particular instance, fair play. I don't understand how two people from the same, the same family could go so fucking polar opposite. Jake there. should have called him and been like, yo, what are you doing? And he's like, uh, do what I'm doing. Don't go leave. Come <laughs> yeah. with me. Peaceful protest yeah, is the I, way to I, go. I don't know. Anyway, you know, everyone's always fucking in it for the drama. Just stay home and play games, what I say. Influences. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah. let's, let's move on to... Uh, some some other gaming news that is obviously not politically charged, but it is it's, it's pretty shady. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna defer to you two guys on this one because I'm not too clued up on on all of this. I know the the bullet points as it were, but um, it, it's it's the whole story about Cable uh, Kerbal Space Program Two, which was obviously announced last year at Gamescom because I rewatched our Gamescom uh, vlog on all time gaming. And Jamie came back from opening night live. <laughs> he was pretty pissed off about the whole thing. But he said, but hey, at least this Kerbal Space Program too. Looking at you, buddy, Alex Jones. So I completely forgot that they'd announced Kerbal Space Program too. I must admit, <laughs> until I until Jamie mentioned this story to right? me. I was like, well, I forgot that was even a thing. Kind of a reason for it, right? So I, yeah. I'm, I'm going to throw it to you guys. You, you guys get involved in the story. Um. Would Jamie, do you want me to give a rundown yeah, or no, do you want to go no, for it? you do it, you do it. So this is the game that it, means it's, it's more to you than any of mental. us. So it's, it's, a, it's a bad story, <laughs> mad story. It is a mad story. So yeah, Jamie sent me the, the link to this um, story from uh, Jason Schreier. Um, a really good a really good article, actually. Like I like the, the, the way he sort of set it all out. So basically what happened was, um, obviously Kerbal Space Program was a very successful flight sim game from, I don't even remember the year that it actually came out, um, that I've had a lot of fun playing um, uh, really enjoyed it. it had a, a big cult following i think it sold like two million odd units um it did so it did surprisingly well for i guess the type of game it was surprise surprise they were going to capitalize upon that by releasing a sequel and as chris said it was announced um at gamescom um you the sequel um was going to be released by uh, take two or one of their publishing subsidiaries because they bought the rights to it after the success of the first one they handed the game over to star theory who um were going to develop the game um, and they had two years to do it, so fantastic. Um, the game was, was given an extra six months, I understand, like late last year, um, but that was apparently fine and there wasn't going to be a problem with the extension. Um, it had been agreed. So Star Theory, as far as they're concerned, everything is fine. Everything's progressing <laughs> okay. Um, roll on December of 2019, um, and this has got to be the worst. Like, so we've been through this sort of shit. But legit, this is the shadiest way to do this. <laughs> they receive a uh, LinkedIn, the, sorry, the development team at Star Theory received a LinkedIn message from a guy called Michael Cook, who is at Private Division, who are the publishing label owned by Take Two, basically saying, hey guys, do you want a job? To which those, yeah. it's almost like receiving and everyone message from everyone your on boss. the company. By the way, we should clarify every single. Well, I think it was just the development. For everything I read, said it was just the development team. So but I was that's what they. That that's was, what they were, right? They are a development team. Oh, I didn't know if there was a couple of other people who weren't offered the role. Oh. But you're right. Like the. I, okay, so yeah, let's say everyone was offered <laughs> the job. But that's that's like your boss's boss emailing you direct saying, "Do you want a job?" To so which is obviously a bit strange because you'd say, "What's going on?" Um, 
as far as I understand, like a third of the team basically, um, after a meeting they'd had with the people who actually owned Star Theory, decided they were going to take the offer. Um, and the oh, long wow. and short of it was, is that a um, there was there'd been discussions behind the scenes between um, Take Two to actually buy Star Theory. That buyout hadn't really worked, so. Um, Take Two had decided that they were going to continue the development at their a new studio that they were just going to create themselves and move the development team from Star Theory over into their new this new company, which they then went on to call Intercept, which is <laughs> horrendous. Like, don't call it Intercept. Call it like we're Fucking really sorry. Brutal. <laughs> it's yeah. it is brutal call, to call it that. call it Scumbag Central. <laughs> so. Um, I want to say, so apparently, like immediately or pretty much immediately, the creative director and their studio head from Star Theory were moved over to Intercept, um, and then, uh, like I said, a third of the team went, and then a few more people went until it was like fifty percent of the team moved over. Some of some people didn't want to move over because they, I think, for um, they they thought it was like a pretty shady move. Fair enough. Some didn't want to go. I know it was one guy who said um, he was like quite a big fish in a small indie company, and he liked that setup, and he wasn't prepared to go and be a number in a giant company, yeah. you know, um, to how it was going to work. So I, it's kind of a weird one because at the end of the day, Take-Two own the rights to Kerbal Space Program. They obviously get to dictate who develops that game. But when they've given Star Theory the right to make it, they've given them extensions, or sorry, an extension of like six months, which is not unheard of. It's, it's part of the course yeah. of games, right? I don't understand what happened here. Like, Also, I, also sorry, because like the game must be close to finished, right? Surely, but the one one extra wrinkle then, uh, just to sort of cap the story off, was this happened in December. You roll into the new year, and in twenty twenty, um, the heads of Star Theory uh, said, in order to save their business, um, because they the only revenue source for them at this time was coming through um, the development of Kerbal Space Program Two, uh, they were going to come up with a whole load of brainstormed ideas. They were they had a good track record, so they were going to go to publishers who you know at um, games conferences and stuff. They were going to go to GDC and they were going to pitch new ideas and try and get funding in order to save their business. COVID nineteen happens, which means GDC is cancelled, which means they can't pitch anything, and so their business is done. So um, half of that company of of I suppose lost their jobs uh star theories no more man and but kerbal space program 2 still exists it's still going to be made by intercept it's now been delayed until 2021 because of course it has because i think this is the wrinkle part like i don't know how this works do they get to take all the assets and everything that's been made well, to maybe this maybe, point? maybe once they've gutted the company right and the company's in a bad like in in the black books that they almost have to say oh We'll buy everything. Yeah, we'll from buy it, almost like a like a really weird way of doing a hostile takeover, I guess, right? But you're not actually taking yeah. you're, you're you're not taking over you're taking over the the people and the and the the IP, but but you're not. Uh, it's it's so fucking yeah. weird the story, dude. It, it, it's, it's especially super because especially because it's take two involved from the get go in 2017, and then going to take two involved with private division and. Getting, uh, yeah. Well, so they so, uh, they own the so they they they're the one take two of the ones who bought out uh, the rights to Kerbal. Yeah. Um, so I suppose they own that they own the IP. Yeah. But then the, for me, it is the how much of the game Kerbal Space Program Two developed from by Star Theory? How much of that do they own? Because you have to assume now that they violate the contract is now. But uh, you'd imagine the nature of the know. contract. Like if you owned the IP and you essentially had a contract with the development team to make a game, you've got to imagine that you own everything they make. Always. Yeah. yeah. Right? Like, yeah, yeah. it'd be very hard yeah. to imagine that, like, 
that 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 that, that uh, even if the company had survived, oh yeah, yeah, but hold on, Jake, would have walked I, away I, with this with anything. I think there are some. Uh, cooking mama devs that might, might disagree <laughs> with you on that one yeah i mean stranger things have happened i guess but like i don't know i'd imagine but i mean we've worked in creative industries before and we know what the contracts are like on an individual level and also on a, on a wider level when it comes to how careful people are about making sure they own everything that you make yeah. under certain circumstances yeah totally the interesting thing there to me is is that's a good analogy but i if as you know, if I'm editing something and I get a contract to edit a video, and then I'm going to deliver a video, and then they and then they take the, that away from me and stop funding me, and then say we want all of your files, I might say no. You can have an export, <laughs> but no. But if they have, but it, we don't know video. the nature of the contract. Like, no, like, exactly. Be, again, it'd be very surprising to me if Take Two bought the rights to Kerbal Space Pro- Kerbal Space Program, brought in Star Theory to make it, and didn't have a very like specific contract in place that determined that right. everything that Star Theory made was theirs. Like, you don't do that. No. But then I just wonder, is there some sort of, you know, slight backlash from Star Theory, like the people at the top who basically say, oh, we lost that drive. Oh, we've, we've misplaced this. Maybe, yeah. but, when, but when, you don't, when, you don't, when you don't have a business anymore and all you're left with is a hard drive with an unfinished building <laughs> game that you don't own, then it's like, okay, great. You can leak it, I guess, but then you'll probably get sued. Yeah. Do you know what? You, you sell it to EA and EA make a game out of it and you go, there you go. Yeah, yeah. The, we don't want to sell it to They call it Schmobile Space Program. <laughs> I don't know. But, but yeah. there's, there's another kind of thing that people, you, you know, the flip side of it. There must have been a reason, and you, you hope it's not just purely greed, but there must have been a reason that Take-Two said, you know what, we, we have to do this. I know it's, what you mean. The, yeah, one of, the, um, uh, one of the, um, the owners of Star Theory said that one, or, uh, there were some slightly odd conversations, I think, around um, royalties that Star Theory were going to get um, and also the nature of the contract and because apparently the buyout like they were willing to sell the company so they were going to sell it to uh, take two right. um, or, or one of take two subsidiaries but when but that discussion fell down and i i think he actually mentioned that royalties for kerbal space program 2 was one of the reasons it fell down um so i wonder if i think it was around ambiguity as to how much so what they would get based on how well the game did so what you're telling me is it was motivated by greed. Fuck. Well, there we go. Well, no, oh, yeah. it doesn't have to be greed. It could just it could just be getting paid, right? Like maybe maybe Take Two are like or, or, or Private Division are like we need to get paid, and then Star Theory are like well we need to get paid, and then it could it could simply be that they're trying to cover their own costs or they're trying to not, rather than greed, it's just like survival, yeah. right? Often with companies, I don't, it's survival. I, don't, I, I don't know if it's survival with Take Two fucking well, survival though, like a fifteen, <laughs> a fifteen billion dollar company like uh, that publishes everything from the biggest like sports games in the world to gta well when i say survival i mean more like um uh, i suppose success it's more about like whether you class it as successful or not i'm sure take right. two have a lot of a margin and they've got to make they want to make a certain amount of money like yeah as, a, like, as opposed to greed right? i think like, I, I think it's a it's a business move that like it, it's certainly predatory and they're trying to take advantage of vulnerable people in vulnerable situations and as chris alluded to earlier it's it's not hard for us to imagine similar situations to this. Like we can look back on uh, experiences that we've gone through and ask ourselves, I wonder if this hadn't happened and let's say a a company had gone about things in the way that Take-Two did, then saying, okay, rather than 
the buyout, we're going to create a new company and offer them all jobs, what would have happened? And it's like, yeah, that would have shaken up the company and it would have been predatory yeah. and mm. it would have been difficult. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, there's, there's, I mean, there's so many questions. I mean, it's, I don't think we'll ever get answers either, like, yeah, because no. no one's going to come out and go, oh, here are the tapes of the conversations that we had behind the scenes. Yeah, but, yeah. yeah it, it seems super shady, and for someone like me that um, is a big fan of the original, I I'm, you know, can't wait for a sequel to come out, and it looks like I'm going to have to wait now until 2021 anyway. Um, <laughs> the the, the right. fall of 2021, no less. Yeah, but, yeah, but hold on, Jonesy. You know what? You're going to have plenty of games to not finish in the meantime. So <laughs> that's, that's very don't true. Worry. No, Chris, don't worry about that's you. why that's why he's looking forward to it because you technically can't finish it, and so ah, you'll never be held accountable. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Well, look. Let's move on from uh, you know some some pretty heavy and weird and bad news to some good news, right? Because you always need uh, you need the sweet with the sour, you know. Because yeah. uh, after the rain comes the sun. All right. So. Uh, do you guys remember well, that? <laughs> to, to, I'll, I'll actually say there is a bad slant to this as well if you want to be that guy, but I'll let you let's celebrate the good first. Uh, okay, yeah, yeah, she, oh, yeah, yeah, sure, sure, sure. Um, well, the, the two pieces of good news, and then there's some, some weird news, but we'll, we'll get there. Uh, Kingdoms of Amelia. Don't even know if I'm saying that right, but uh, it was. I think a, you're, you're, you're going too much of a lure. Amelia. Kind of Amelia. It's more of a, it's kind of Amelia. Amalur. Well, like, like Lurpak. Okay. Uh, Kingdoms yeah. of Amalur Reckoning was a game. <laughs> it was an RPG game. <laughs> I never really was. played it, I think. But, but it, it's a highly rated game. But what's interesting is uh, a page on the Microsoft Store has come up for Kingdoms of Amalur Re-Reckoning. So a remaster. Oh, that or, name. or a remake, I guess. Remake. No, no, not a remake. Remaster. I'm getting so confused. It's a remaster. Um, and it's kind of a weird run, right? Because there was no kind of press release uh, released with it, as far as I'm aware. Um, just kind of showed up on the Microsoft Store. And there's an option to redeem a code, but there is no pricing and no release date. Interesting. Mm. Yeah, so if I, if I remember correctly, it was like 38 Studios or something like that. Yeah, that, I think um, that's what they were called. Yeah, that... Uh, was formed. They created this uh, this game, Kingdoms of Amalur. I think it was based on a R.A. Salvatore novel or story or whatever it may be. It had some like Skyrim dude attached to it, and people that played it fucking loved it. And then for whatever reason, I think we may have covered it in in, a, in an ATG video at one point. But long story short, the the company closed down. The IP kind of fizzled out. <laughs> Obviously, it's still owned by someone because this is happening. Microsoft own it. Um, yeah, so it, it's pretty cool. I'm sure a lot of people that were fans of the game are going to be really excited about this. But what's maybe more interesting, a slant on it, is is this a taste of more to come? Is this kind of like... A tease. Yeah, is this testing the waters, right? Is this kind of saying, how interested are people in this IP? And I think this is by accident. <laughs> this is one of those where they didn't mean to put it live yet. Oh, no, 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 no but I'm saying just, just go live. I'm saying remastering it to begin with. Oh, right. I'm saying like, think... hey, is there an audience here? Can we maybe bring this back? But who would be bringing it back? Microsoft. Why not? But who owns I don't know who EA, owns the IP EA, now. EA published it. Okay, but do they own the IP? I don't know, but the developer doesn't exist anymore. 
Yeah, the developer doesn't exist anymore, but that has never stopped sequels coming out before. But then, no, but then you're saying, would EA of all publishers, like, fund the development, find a new team to fund, to help them develop a sequel to an RPG that was such an infamous financial failure that it shut down the studio that made it? Yeah, but there's, there's a really weird... I can't, for the life of me, I can't remember. I should, probably should have looked it up before the podcast. But there, it, it, the failure and the shutting down of that studio, from what I can recall, had not, it didn't have a lot to do with the game itself and more case to do no, the, with the, the, the egos was, in, the, in, the, in the development. Yes, you're right. Um, and like the, 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 the development of it was long and storied in a, in a bad way. And I think... Yeah. Someone came out and said, I can't remember who it was, that it needed would have needed to sell 3 million copies to break even, which in video game terms is crazy, crazy, yeah, crazy. Because yeah. uh, it actually sold fine for what it was. Um, and it also re- reviewed fairly well. I think, yeah. personally, I'm going to put my... I'm just going to say it. I think it's one of those games that nostalgia like gets to people about, and I think they remember it in a far uh, like nicer light, uh, a kinder yeah. light than it actually right. should be remembered. Like It's a slightly above-average action RPG. And I don't think it's much more than that. Um, but fair yeah. enough, that's just my two cents. But the thing I was hinting at earlier with the, like, the negative side to the story, Jason Schreier's already thrown in... We can't get away from that guy. Uh, <laughs> thrown in his two cents. Um, his, I'll just quote his tweet because I can't yeah. put it in better words than he can. Wonder how much the profit from this re-release will go to the people who actually made the game at Big Huge Games, all of whom were robbed of their last two paychecks when Kurt Schilling's 38 Studios exploded. Yeah. So already wow. he's pointing out like the people who made the game didn't even get their last two paychecks because of everything that went wrong with it. And now here's someone stepping in to mysteriously remaster it and re-release it yeah. and make probably a boatload of money. I would say probably those people won't, yeah, those people probably won't see a dime, a cent, a dollar, a pound, a euro, a, a rand, nothing. <laughs> to yeah. be fair you've, you've got to assume when like we were just talking about when studios go down there's a catalogue of, of um, stuff that they own IPs but whatever and they must sell those off to make back as much money as possible in order to pay off their their yeah. um, creditors and all sorts so you have to assume that, that somebody somewhere bought this up you know probably for a markdown price and as far as they're concerned they don't they have nothing to do with the people that yeah. made it, so they're not going to give I'm, them anything. I'm not surprised this coming. I'm not surprised that something like this is coming up on the Microsoft Store because it would seem that like that IP was maybe it, it, it's a decent IP to have, right? And then yeah. Microsoft are like, well, we need fucking games. Oh, I don't do. I don't think this is a Microsoft thing. I think this leaked on the Microsoft Store because it's up on the Microsoft Store. Do you think it's just like a multi-platform kind of thing? <laughs> oh, yeah. Basically, basically, sorry, basically. sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, I absolutely think this is coming to PS4 and, and everything else. Interesting. Oh, sorry, I'm, I'm, I've got my my allergies kicking in. Yeah. yeah. See, I, I, I would have. You you may definitely be right, but I would have. Maybe it's just my my kind of like hope that Microsoft would have bought the IP, give it to a studio or create a studio and just say it's ours now, and we're going to start. You know, first thing we're going to release this remaster, and then the next thing is we're going to work on a sequel. I, I think that, that I would think be a, that, that would be a cool move. I think that EA's event next week and over is. I think they announce it as a cross-platform remaster that is just made to cash in on. You the know fact what? That you are probably right. The fact <laughs> that people <laughs> yeah. people have forgotten how average Kingdom of Vamalore was, and uh, <laughs> and they've they're, the threshold has passed, and now we can get excited about average games again. <laughs> I mean, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> okay, uh, the, the next bit of good news uh, is uh, Total War Saga Troy, when it releases, is going to be released for free for the first 24 hours. Uh, as, as, as Jamie kind of alluded to, though, there, there is a kind of a, an asterisk on that one as well, because it is an Epic Store exclusive. I mean, not an asterisk for us normal people who can engage with platform, <laughs> who can engage with launchers that whatever don't have a wish list or whatever people are complaining about <laughs> nowadays. But still, apparently, an asterisk for some people is the like dislike ratio on that trailer will uh, will tell you. Yeah, but regardless of that, like the fact that they so Epic's all been doing a lot in kind of like getting people free games, right? Uh, the most notable one recently was. Um, uh, GTA 5, GTA 5 on, uh, yeah. and I guess um, Borderlands Collection? Uh, Borderlands uh, pre-sequel and uh, 2, so the Handsome Jack Collection, Handsome Jack and Collection. Uh, Civ 6. Yes, and Civ 6, yeah. right? You know, big games in their own right, but this is the first time it seems that they're going to be releasing a, a brand new game for free. Granted, for the first 24 hours, but, uh, man, you've got to hand it to Epic, like, that that's a pretty good fuck. Like if you had to have an uh, Epic Store exclusive, mm-hmm. yeah, fucking giving it away for free for the first twenty four hours yeah. is pretty much how you do it, right? It's, it's it's kind of an interesting game to pick as well because that's not going to appeal to that many people. Oh, dude, it, it, it won't even probably appeal to some of the Total War fans themselves because it's a Total War saga, which is a, a different kind of it's a different beast altogether, right? So, so that's what I mean. It's it's almost like a, it's like a supermarket offer you something that you don't really want, and not many people buy for free. <laughs> but because you're like, hey, it's a brand new thing and it's free. I guess the idea is that people go in the door of the Epic Store <laughs> and then they have a look around. They do a bit of browsing and they say, oh, look what I can get in here. It's actually not so scary as I but thought. But you see, it was. I, I think that's what Epic are hoping. But uh, in practice, that's probably ne- the only I've. I personally have never bought a game from the Epic Store, but you know how many Epic Store games I've got? Quite a lot, because... <laughs> Me too. I, I go in there, it's like, oh, GTA... Oh, no, I did, I did. I bought Maneater from the Epic Store. Uh, I got that fair one. Enough. Yeah, but it's like, okay, you're giving away GTA. I'm going to I'm gonna launch Epic Store, I'm going to download GTA, I'm, I'm, and I'm, I'm going to fucking leave. I'm launching, it, I'm launching it right now to see how many games I've got having never bought a single game. <laughs> Yeah, I've so. Got, so I've got GTA 5 on there. I've got Civ 6 on there. I bought Maneater. I did buy Maneater. I'm probably not going to log in, even though I've got an account, just to get Total War Saga Troy. I've, I've got 14 games in the uh, Epic oh, Store, and I've never nice. paid for any of them. Do you want to know what they are? Yeah. yeah go GTA on. 5, Fortnite, Just Cause 4, World War Z, Assassin's Creed Syndicate, Borderlands 2, Borderlands the pre-sequel, Carcassonne, Drawful 2, Kingdom Come Deliverance, The Bridge... Totally reliable delivery service. What remains of Edith Finch and ukulele in the impossible lair? <laughs> Didn't spend a penny. I love the fact that you that just download every impressive. like Carcassonne. I cannot see you playing Carcassonne. <laughs> I don't know what Carcassonne is, baby, but give me that. <laughs> it's, like, it's, like a, it's like a board game thing. It's, it's a fun game, but yeah. I just... <laughs> was it was, Daunt, was Dauntless on the Epic Store? Yeah, but that's Dauntless free. Was, that's it free, was free to play anyway. Oh, was it free? Okay, yeah. that but that was it. I remember. Yeah, I've got that. But as well. so I, I, I don't necessarily know <laughs> if it's doing what Epic wants it to be doing. But it'll be interesting. Fair to enough. See you know, what it, game, at the end of the day, gamers win. So fucking why not? Yeah, it does. Yeah, bring, sure. It does bring up a very interesting question of like, how much fucking money is Fortnite making Epic? Plenty. I should they, they must plenty. have thrown. Like, first of all, we know that they they've been spending top dollar to get some of these Epic Store exclusives. 
how much more do they need to pay a, a, a developer in order to say, hey, give it away for the first 24 hours? Like, we will cover your costs for 24 hours. Mental. They're like, okay, that's how many do you big. assume you'll sell? 50 million copies? <laughs> okay, we'll pay you that equivalent. Yeah, yeah no, but that, like that's, uh, that's, drop that's in the huge. ocean for, for the money that Epic has, I guess. Right, yeah, right, and I think it's it's gonna get like weirder and weirder. Is like they acquired a couple of studios, a handful of studios, right? Like a month ago, some of them were quite big. I don't know if they acquired them or if they just acquired the publishing rights, but I think we're gonna see more experimental stuff for as long as Epic can afford to adequately compensate the developers. They can take risks in how they try and publish and release those games because they can afford to, and it's it's their right to experiment and to see what they can bring uh what they could do to bring people into their ecosystem yeah it's it's weird to me because it's like they just need like if they've got that much money right and if they're willing to do like you can have a game for free we'll give a brand new game away for 24 hours they just need to sign one epic game epic in the epic <laughs> store and make it exclusive for i don't know three months or whatever yeah yeah just to say like and then everyone will come because for for the game, I mean, I don't know what game that would have to be. It would have to be something. I mean, ludicrous. They, they, they've been doing it like Metro Last Light, uh, not Last Light, but, Exodus. No, Metro I think Exodus. it would have to be. I think it would have to be much well, much bigger. You could, you could already make the argument that the biggest game in the world is an Epic Store exclu- exclusive. Like that's yeah, doing, yeah, that's doing most of their but work. But it's free. I know, but it's made some more money than anything else. But but sure, but they they're trying to make they're trying to find the next game, right? They're try, they, like they know this isn't necessarily going to last forever, so I'm I, they have to be looking at what's next, what's in the future. Like to a certain extent, I mean, I don't, but I don't I, even know. I whether, don't think any one game, like I don't think making Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven an Epic Store exclusive would bring in more people than Fortnite does. Uh, but do you not think it would bring in like a, a brand new audience? Like it would um, bring a, di- a different audience. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, true. I feel like that's what they need to do is is to try and because what they want to do is steal some of the steam from Steam. Yeah, let's be honest. Yeah, like yeah. they want to they want to take over that or may not take over. They just want a bigger share of that market. But and I think you need a game that's different to do that. This from this point out, all the COD games get released uh, exclusively in the Epic Store for a, for tw- for a month. Activision nah, but- shoot themselves in the foot by taking games <laughs> off their launcher. No, but they, they get they get paid they get paid so much money that they don't care. They're like have them. Yeah, they're probably like them. you know what Blizzard's done anyway. We don't need Battle.net. <laughs> yeah. It's all gone. I mean, like if you launch GTA Five in the Epic Game Store launcher, it launches the Rockstar launcher and then launches GTA Five. So there's, really, yeah, yeah, oh god, you need, I haven't even launched. It's, it. it's, you like, get, it's if like Russian GTA, dolls. Yeah, basically, if you got GTA Five on Epic, you have to install the Rockstar Games launcher as well. So oh. that's probably how they worked out that deal because Rockstar were like, yeah, sure, and they come through us. Again. And then can you imagine if you used the um, uh, good old games? What is it called? Galaxy. Oh, right, yeah. Which is a launcher for launchers, and then so... (laughs) Launcher to launcher, launcher to launcher, launcher. Fuck no. Yeah, Yeah. by by the end of it, before the game even runs, you've got like five programs up and running on on your computer. Anyway, yeah. the genius thing about the GTA 5 part of giving it away for free is Rockstar going, hold on, we get all of our money through people buying shark cards. We don't even make yeah. money through the sales of the game. You want to, okay, sure, get more people yeah. for free. You want to pay it. us money just so everyone can have yeah. GTA? Sure, why not? Anyway, um, <laughs> okay, and, and on to some kind of like, you know, finishing off the podcast with some weird news coming from Sega, <laughs> of all people. Because they, they've released a, a Game Gear Micro, Alex Jones. 
I did have a Game Gear. I did have a Game Gear. Taz was one of the only games I can remember that I had for it. Taz, the Tasmanian Devil. Exactly. Comes to Tasmania. Yeah. Nice. We mean you. We do mean you. Um, uh, yeah. <laughs> before Jamie's time. <laughs> He's very like... The Game Gear was quality. Game Gear was cool. That's what I Game had. Game Gear was cool. Um, but yeah, th- this is really odd because this thing is tiny. And, and don't get me wrong, I, th- I think it looks cool. And I think it's a, a relatively good idea. But if anyone's seen what a Game Gear looks like, the... the oh, it was a beast. Yeah, it, it was, it was a, ch- a big chungus, but it had a really small screen in this big chungus body. Okay, so now... If, if you imagine... Okay, for people that don't know what it looks like, imagine a switch all black, like a, 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 a switch like light, right? So it's all black, though. And then just feed it so many pies that it just gets fatter and fatter and fatter and fatter till it's far too fat and that yeah. is what I'll tell, you, I'll tell you what Jonesy and then with a mini little tiny screen Jonesy I'll tell you what t- what take, the, uh, take the switch light from behind you take it, bring it to the camera there we go, there go. so this is going to be great for people listening on the podcast but Alex Jones <laughs> is uh, holding up a switch light box so you can see what the switch light looks like now that screen you know if you, t- if you exclude the, um, the Joy-Cons you could say that that's maybe a a 90% screen sized compared to the, the body of the actual uh, switch itself. If you had to imagine, okay, this is cool, Gen Z, thank you. <laughs> thank you. If you had to imagine, instead of that screen looking like that, in the same body, but the screen was the size of a postage stamp. Yes. Yeah, not, not big. I think like the screen ratio is maybe like 30% on that, on that device. So, yeah. It reminds me of the, uh, uh, the N-Gage, the Nokia N-Gage. Oh, which yeah. Has similar screen to body kind of ratio. Yeah, for, but maybe for a different generation. Except you could still so, hold the. So to be to be fair to Sega, right? <laughs> the screen size on the Mini is probably the same size as on the um, the original Game Gear. <laughs> well, yeah. So uh, what was it? It was like just over an inch is the the size of the screen. So wow. it, it's really fucking tiny. Do you know, you know that meme from Community where it's uh, Senor Chan holding the tiny little piece of paper. Ooh, how small is this? It's basically it's a Game Gear Micro for ants. Ha. Okay, well, that, like, no, that's just going to like give you eye oh, strain, and all. it's going to be like yeah. this. So, so it's coming good. out in Japan. What's interesting is they're releasing it with a, or you can buy a peripheral for it, which is, I don't know if you remember on the Game Boy and the, and the Game Gear, you used to be able to buy these peripherals, you attached to it, and it was basically a big magnifying glass. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. yeah they're yeah. releasing one of those for this thing as well. <laughs> So, <laughs> to compensate for its tiny size, you're like, yeah, buy the ma- buy it with a magnifying yeah. glass. But but that's not where the madness ends, fellas. No, not at all. Because it's so you can buy it in four different colors, okay? Which hey, good idea, you know, variety. But no, because depending on which color you buy will depend on the games that you get, and the madness still. Oh, because they're pre- it's obviously preloaded, pre-loaded. On, the, on the thing, yeah. But the madness still doesn't stop there because each one only has four games on it surely they could have packed games on this thing given you think right yeah. think how big an sd you put card in a fucking micro sd and you could fit two thousand fucking game <laughs> game but, but games maybe 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 i'm in the wrong in thinking that this is madness because you know maybe they did only release 16 games on the game gear micro i don't fucking know i don't know oh, i don't know actually i don't true. know um, what were the big game gear games i don't like enlighten uh, me I'd... sonic shining force outrun sonic and tails then something called like fucking 
Bible Adventure or some shit. I don't know. Gunstar Heroes. I think it was Heroes. an Indiana Jones. Was there an Indiana Jones game on it? Or I don't something? know. I kind of feel like there might have been. But I don't know. But, but it's just, this is it's a just weird a, idea. Yeah, it's a fucking head scratcher. I mean, I I get it. It's f- if it's three pound fifty, I might buy it. No, it's not. It's fifty Boom, pounds no. each. No, I was joking. Yeah. It's obviously not going to be three. No, like, like when they announced, I was like, oh, this is cool. Like a nice little novelty. Like I could get behind this, but it, it just, it's so fucking weird. No ways. Dude, not a yeah, chance. Uh, like I'd rather buy know. myself a, a Game Boy Advance Micro, right? Like that thing is fucking cool. And it plays well, fucking yeah. Game Boy Advance games. And, and you almost think to yourself that this opens up the doors to, uh, for Nintendo to say, here's how it's really done. Here's a Game Boy Micro. You know, like the like they did the uh, the NES Micro and the SNES Micro that they released. I'm gonna call but it now. They're gonna release. But, they're uh, gonna release a Game Boy Micro with four games on it. That's fifty quid. That comes in four different colors <laughs> with different games on it. And you two are gonna be going mental. For I mean, for I'd be more I'd be more excited because it's a better platform than the Game Gear with better games than the Game Gear. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie's setting the groundwork already. He's like, yeah, I love it already. Yeah, no, but, it, but it is kind of mad though, right? Like, why? Not? Uh, I'm not going to buy one. Apparently, when they were, were like thinking of it, they were only going to release uh, two games uh, per color. But then, can then you they ma- that's can you imagine? insane. But then they decided that no gamers might want a palette cleanser. So then they said, okay, so add another game. And then they didn't like the idea of just releasing three games, so they bumped it up to four. Wow, big fucking deal. I, no, I just that is shocking. Like it could have been cool. It, it really, honestly, could have been a cool thing. But they just kind of fucking they they've gone weird with it. I don't know. As Sega, always, none of them. Sega's always been a bit of a weird company, haven't they? Yeah. yeah. None none of them have um, Taz the Tasmanian Devil on, so I will not be purchasing yeah. the um, the Game Gear <laughs> Micro. Anyway, uh, further to that, uh, Sega had another announcement. So they kind of teased this revolutionary announcement, and so people's kind of minds started running wild, and they were saying, okay, maybe maybe. One of the things, I don't know where it fucking came from, but they was saying that Sega are going to rebrand uh, the Xbox Series X and sell it in Japan. Because famously, Xbox has not been selling well in Japan. So people were saying, well, maybe Sega will just fucking buy it and say, hey, here's right. our new console. But no, what it turns out to be is Sega announced something called Fog Gaming. It, it honestly sounds like someone's had a bit of a mental breakdown and I, I, I'll explain it. Okay. So what they said is they're going to take the CPUs and the GPUs from the arcades in Japan and form a kind of cloud service. So cloud gaming style service, but utilizing arcade GPUs and CPUs because Japan is fucking full of them. Right. And the, the thinking there is that, um, Arcades can utilize fog gaming. Yeah, Um, Jesus Christ, (laughs) fog gaming. The the idea behind it, yeah, the idea behind it, I guess, is that arcades in their downtime could still be earning revenue by offering up their CPUs and GPUs in their arcade units. And and hey, apparently it's it's pretty good because it it offers uh, less than a one millisecond latency because you've got a whole bunch of powerful CPUs and GPUs in these arcades. But it's just like is this because is this because cloud gaming is kind of like centralized, really powerful hubs, and fog gaming is like loads of shitty ones. Yeah, just just spread spread out out thinly over the entirety (laughs) of Japan. It's just yeah. I mean, cool, I guess, but it's just so fucking weird. Wow. That, that's it there's not much more to it fellas that's that's how uh, can I just can I add a can I stab an, a final knife into the um, 
Sega, uh, uh, shit, Game Gear Micro. Yeah. So apparently they run on two AAA batteries, um, which gives you three hours of game time. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, there's an even better one. I wasn't going to bring it up, but as we're kind of shitting on it, why not? The the original Game Gear Micro, uh, original Game Gear, released with the dual uh, like stereo speakers. This yeah. one, they've released it with a mono speaker, fine, but then they pushed up the price because they included a headphone jack. Why did they include a headphone jack? Because they wanted to people to experience the 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 audio quality. Of the games that were mastered in stereo. Wow. <laughs> I, just, I, don't, I don't know. Do you know what Someone the- at Sega's been fucking smoking and cracking for the last week. <laughs> and this, is- yeah. this, do you know what this, this really reminds me of? You remember when we were kids and you could, um, well, you and me at least, Chris, yeah. where you had the little kind of almost one use uh, handheld video game thing. That oh, was yeah. Like, had one button to jump yeah, totally. and one button to move sideways and it just went. Eh, yeah, it's like the modern version Game of that. Game and Watch or something. Yeah, Game and Watch. But uh, yeah, exactly. Except, that kind except of the difference is, and I, I mean, Josie, I know what you're talking about. They were like more like prizes in lucky packets and shit like I that. I feel like I got yeah, something was... like that in McDonald's. Yeah, got like a, a so- yeah, maybe. Like you could only move the thing to like the left or the right. Yes, and it, yeah, like, yeah. It, it could be in three positions. Yeah, and it's and like, it's like a baby's yes, exactly, falling from a burning thing, yeah. building or some shit. Like, and you got yeah. a, a fucking fire or like, with a trampoline. Or what, what's the what's the game like? Fuck 'em and suck 'em or something like that, where <laughs> they they jizz on the they jizz from the rooftops, and you have to like eat all their their jizz. That's the one. That's the one. Yeah. Now, Except what's the, that game called? I, <laughs> I can't remember. Yeah, like, but, it's, it's pump pump 'em and pump 'em and dump 'em or something. Yeah, like pump that, like. pump and dump. <laughs> uh, one I've of those. I've got to look it up now. Of course you do. <laughs> You're going to open up your Steam library and <laughs> open up the game. But yeah, Josie, I guess the, the difference there was those were fucking, you know... Quite, they were so cheap. They were like so James said, cheap. They were basically like, free. Yeah, if this, if this Game Gear Micro is like £10, sure. Yeah, fucking why not? It's called beat them and eat them. I wasn't far beat off. Beat and eat them. So you beat it beat and then they eat it. Yeah. You control two nude women and move them back and forth to catch semen from a man masturbating <laughs> on a rooftop. It's on the Atari 2600... Uh, go and uh, look it up. Wow. Okay. And uh, I guess on the, on on that bombshell, that's how we ended, and on a really weird fucking pervy note. <laughs> Thanks, Sega. That's uh, how things go these days. This is a uh, Super Show podcast, and the su- the subtitle is "We Beat It, You Eat It." <sighs> we beat it, you eat it. So well, that I think that's the code for the end of this. This oh, uh, beat beat this, em, beat them and eat them, or just beat it beat and, eat, and eat or beat it and eat it. I think. Uh, I guess beat it and eat it. I guess really beat it and eat it. Yeah, beat fine. It. It's it's a democracy manifest. So there we go. All right. Do you know what I'm gonna I'm gonna guess on that that's um, that Game Gear Micro story is that someone at so at Sega just had loads of stuff lying around that they'd bought from someone who was like just selling shit, yeah, like computer parts, and they just were like, "What can we make with these <laughs> shitty computer parts that we can make yeah. a profit on?" And that's what they came. I don't with. know, dude. This thing is so fucking small. They must have spent a lot of money to engineer it. Maybe that's why, they, that's why they got to sell it at fifty dollars because they were like, "Fucking no one's going to buy this." If this is what puts Sega out of business, there's like no more Sonic games ever because Sega crashed and burned after the impossibly bad decision to make the Game Gear Micro. <laughs> and it's a shame, you know, because the, the rumor was that they were going to have an, a new, um, a new console, and I was, I, I was actually yeah. kind of 
on board with a, with a new cool. Sega so, console. Uh, even just the idea of something called a Sega Series X coming out in uh, Japan and seeing what that looked like and how that was branded and how people responded to it, that was fascinating in its own right too. Yeah. Weird, but fascinating. Yeah, a, a much better story than fucking Fog Gaming and a Game Gear <laughs> Micro. We're going to leverage the power of unused arcade machines during the night <laughs> to stream games to you with no latency. <laughs> I swear that both of these, both of these stories are just sound like a company that don't have any resource to do anything. Yeah. So they're trying to just do anything well, with stuff. That I, I think have. Jamie hit it on the head, though. Okay, just, just just kind of wrap it up. Clearly, someone at Sega was smoking too much meth. <laughs> right. We we've seen Atari do this in recent years as well. Right. They're kind of like. They're less relevant than ever. They don't know how to make money. They don't know what to do with all the shit they've got. So they're making just random fucking products and hoping people buy them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so yeah. Putting them on Kickstarter to make sure that they're not going absolutely crazy. Right. All right, cool. Well, with that, uh, thank you so much for listening. If you are listening on a podcast platform of your choice, do remember to uh, give us a rating of five stars because this is a five-star podcast if ever you've heard one and uh, thank you for watching if you've been watching on youtube we really do appreciate it don't forget to you know consider checking out our patreon get some perks i think we are hopefully going to record a uh, a little a little something for the patrons so yeah until next time take it easy bye see ya <laughs>